If you're suffering from a serious health challenge or just want to protect your good health, I want to tell you about Metatrol Fermented Wheat Germ Extract from American Biosciences. Imagine every cell in your body working at peak performance, achieving enhanced energy, quality of life, and optimal immune system performance. More than 50 research articles in peer-reviewed medical journals describe fermented wheat germ extracts remarkable health benefits in a wide range of serious health challenges. Metatrol is the most potent fermented wheat germ extract ever produced, and it's it's the only one that's gluten-free. Just two Metatrol capsules daily supports your immune system, cellular health, and energy production. Rescue your mitochondrial function and optimize your energy with Metatrol fermented wheat germ extract. For more information and to order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com. Or call 800-422-5518. 800-422-5518. Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and get a 20% first-time discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast, Part 2. It's our weekly opportunity to answer your questions. And we're fielding questions that come to questions at drhoffman.net. With me is Layla Mutin. And so tee up the next question for us. This is from Paula. Um, Dr. Hoffman and Layla, thanks for all the great information. I've noticed food manufacturers are adding sunflower oil to many products, from deli meats like turkey to baby formula and protein bars. Why do they do this? Sunflower oil is inflammatory. Some conspiracy theorists say it's related to our country's support of Ukraine, a major exporter of sunflower oil. I, thought, I would think it would be popular in Russia, too, sunflower oil. Right. It's because, often used. Yeah, because, I mean, what happens uh, in Ukraine also happens in Russia a lot. There, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, similar climate, similar culture, uh, similar yeah. industrial base. It's and, a cheap oil. Yeah. It's economical mm-hmm. for use in food manufacturing. Right. They're not going to use olive oil. Right. They'll use cheap oils like sunflower oil, uh, uh, soybean oil. Right? Mm-hmm. Things like that, even cottonseed oil, which is, oh my goodness, things of that nature too. And, and even peanut oil, but maybe to a lesser degree. I mean, it gives, safflower it gives oil. food body, yes. uh, you know, mm-hmm. some fat content. It's pretty relatively tasteless, so it's kind of neutral. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's interesting is that supplement manufacturers were looking for an alternative to soy as a source of, uh, of, of, Various things like of vitamin E and lecithin. lecithin, and they wanted organic, non-GMO soy sunflower soy. as an alternative. Right, sunflower because, lecithin because a lot of the soy was GMO. So yeah, and because of Ukraine, it's become a crisis for the yeah. uh, nutrition industry. So here's the thing: um, there's actually, and I'm looking this up, so I don't know this from memory, but there are different types of sunflower oil. There's what's called high linoleic, mm-hmm. which is an omega six. Mm-hmm. There's mid oleic, which is like fortified with oleic acid, which is a monounsaturated fat, right. that's akin to olive oil. Yes. Now that does not make it like as good as olive oil. No. Because but a high oleic sunflower oil is going to be better than your regular old sunflower yes, oil. Yes. Yeah. It's it's Absolutely. got more of a healthier monounsaturated yeah. fat, but it's missing all the polyphenols True. that are in olive oil. True. Uh, and so there's actually 65% oleic, and there's also high oleic, 82% oleic acid, 
Mm. And um, then there's something called High Stearic High Oleic, which is actually uh, kind of spreadable because it, it with the stearic acid, it makes it like... Stearic acid like being a saturated, saturated fat, fat, so it's more saturated, right. so it's spreadable. So I, I push back a little on this. There's some, this is such a, I think, a, a shibboleth um, or a new dogma of holistic medicine or holistic nutrition that omega-6 oils are like poison. They're not poison. They're not poison, but the ratio of what we get... We're getting too much. Too much. But are they poison? Is it like, oh my God, it has omega-6 oil. You know, it's going to... Like, there's a tiny bit in my salad dressing. Oh my God. It's like, no. We can't... Yeah, that's but, just... But yeah. let's not... Let's not overreact. Let's look at our ratio. Yes. So you can, and I wrote a whole article about it, which you, mm -hmm. you know, saw about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, you can do is like, don't take in a lot of refined omega-6. True. But also don't freak out about it because some healthy foods have omega-6, like nuts. Yeah. And sunflower seeds. And sunflower seeds, which are really good for you because they have A lot of fiber, vitamin E. Vitamin E. They I also, love sunflower seeds. They have a lot of polyphenols. Yeah. Um, they're really yeah. good, you know, when you're nervous during a baseball game and you're the manager yeah. and you don't, you, you stand in the dugout and you're like <laughs> spitting out these sunflower seeds. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed that. Isn't uh, it tobacco? It used, or, to tobacco, it used to be but they, t yeah, tobacco, right. but not but anymore. But sunflower seeds don't give you mouth cancer, so that's right. Right. <laughs> true, true. Here's the thing: because it's cheap, sunflower oil in its processing, that's why it's used in yep. food products because it makes economical sense to their bottom line. Okay, right. but the late Mary Enig, who is an authority mm -hmm. on fat, said, uh, and I and I'm not quoting directly because I don't remember. They called, they called her the fat lady. She, yeah, she, she was wasn't fat. fat. Yeah, she was the expert on fats. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she talked about eating fats in their original packaging. Okay. Rather than extracting the yes. sunflower oil out, yes. eat sunflowers. Yes, right, right. Eat sunflowers. Because the, the oil-producing industry... It's unnatural. It's unnatural. Yeah. It's under a heat catalyst, a metal right. catalyst. It, you're left with a, a gray, smelly product that then needs to be clarified right. and deodorized. Right. It undergoes so much processing that you have to wonder, is this even a food anymore? Why right. are we consuming this? But it's a cheap product for right. adding fat to something right. like a baby formula, unfortunately. Or, or making your KFC. Yes, making your KFC. You know, with a big vat. Like, and the Absolutely. more you fry and refry that, the yeah. worse it becomes. It becomes more oxidized yeah. and damaged. Yeah. Yeah. And now we, there's AGEs, uh, advanced glycation end products going on. All uh, kinds of free radicals. Transformation of trans fats. You change exactly. the chemical bonds. You know, so yeah. now if you're going to eat like that or eat these things, you better load up on your antioxidants yeah. KFC or something. KFC is not paleo. Like deep fried is no. not paleo at all. No, all that breading and stuff and batter. I mean, the paleo, uh, in, in the paleo world, they use that kind of stuff as more like lubricants. Yes. You know? Like true axle grease. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. So think about that. Yeah, Paula, it is unfortunate, but you know, this is what makes sense economically for the food industry. We right. need to get well, a better product and yes, we're gonna pay more for it, but it's worth it. Is it a plot to subsidize Ukraine? Oh, I don't know. I mean look. Uh, I don't know. I I think Honestly. it's a little conspiratorial. Look, I yeah. look hey, guess what? I think that a lot of Americans uh, it, especially Americans who have international ties are saying, 
hey, this is a great country, let's support it. And at the end of the war, we can make a lot of money here because these are smart people and they've got, it's a country with a lot of resources and yeah. they have an industrial base. Like, yeah, okay? Mm. So, I mean, is, is that why we're sending money to Ukraine so that the sunflower oil industry can thrive? I, yeah, I don't think so. Doubt it, yeah. Yep. Wow. Paula, thank you for that very thoughtful question. Okay. All right. We've got a question from Eva. I like to make a protein shake in the morning. It's easy, it's portable, but I'm also gluten and dairy-free, so breakfast is a difficult meal. And lately, all protein powders can contain stevia, which I don't like. Do you have a suggestion on a good protein powder? And how do you feel about stevia? That's another question. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. The reason I'm not a huge fan of protein powders, first of all, I want you to chew your food. It's good to masticate. You're massaging your gums. It's good for the health of your gums and your teeth. This is a family podcast. (laughs) To masticate, a.k.a. to chew, is good for your gums and your teeth. That's number one. I think there is more satiety also when we chew our food. But sometimes you're in a rush. You want a protein shake. You want a source of complete protein most of the time. Hemp might be a good complete protein substitute, especially if you're gluten-free, dairy-free. Often people who are dairy-free, whey is not so much of a problem because whey to some degree is really not problematic for those with dairy. people are allergic to dairy, they might have more uh, reaction to the casein. To the casein. And it's the casein that is the taken out of whey. Whey is actually, you know, the way I describe it is yeah. Little Miss Muffet sat in her tub and eating her curds and whey. Right. Whey is the uh, It's a byproduct. It's, it's a, a byproduct of the cheese step, making. Right. And yeah. you get the curds, which becomes the cheese. That's casein. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. get lactalbumin, which is the protein that's in right. whey. Right. So it's less dairy intolerance with that. Yeah. Um, less lactose intolerance because there's not a lot of lactose, mm-hmm. if any, in whey. Let's, one of the good things about these podcasts is a little bit point-counterpoint. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you is that we should not drink our nutrition. You shouldn't drink all of your meals. But. But. but uh, from time to time, yeah, have a protein shake. Absolutely. But there are certain instances where like people are undernourished, we'll say. True. And they don't have a good appetite or they really need to build up. and Or they're or, frail. They have dental problems. They're elderly. I want them to have a protein but, shake every day for the calories. A- but they're athletic. You know? Yes. And so here's the other thing. I'm, I'm doing a lot of that. I'm yeah. Doing a protein shake a lot, yeah. but I also have a breakfast. But you also eat well. Yeah. So the protein shake is, uh, you know, it's, it's for the it's branch chain amino acids. It's that window of opportunity to repair the muscles. muscles. Yeah. That and to stave off sarcopenia. Which absolutely. Is not a bad idea for people over a certain age where absolutely. sarcopenia starts to take off. So mm-hmm. I think there's an argument to be made for maybe an additional protein boost. Right. And, and by the way, that's the whole idea that underlies this whole industry of these crap products like, uh, you know, uh, Boost and, uh, oh, you know. And and Ensure yeah. and Glucerna yeah. and all it's, of those kind of things. It's for people who have, like, poor appetites and they don't eat so well, so they get at least something. Yeah. But it's all crap. Right. You know, it's really crap. Right. So, okay, my shake. Yeah. Okay, so I think we'd clear up this thing. I don't think whey is particularly bad for people who have dairy 
minor dairy allergies. If you mm. have anaphylaxis to dairy, don't have whey. Absolutely don't have whey. Uh, yeah. But if you have minor dairy intolerance, whey is okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a flax protein, you know, things like that. But I use whey. Mm -hmm. And so I, I start with uh, a half of an avocado, which thickens the shake. It gives a nice texture, yep. the avocado, yep. the and fat. it completely dissolves and the flavor is masked. Mm -hmm. I use... Uh, Sometimes I'll use, well, I'll use carnitine, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, creatine, because it's good for training, it's good for muscles, um, like five grams of creatine. I'll throw in some um, colostrum, mm, you know, which nice. is good for, Great for immunity. GI tract and for mm -hmm. immunity. Uh, I'll, but you have to be careful, because if you are dairy sensitive, colostrum is not. Right, that would be dairy know, source. Right. Yeah. Um, I will throw in some flax oil which has got linolenic acid, which is uh, an omega-3 mm -hmm. yes. precursor to EPA and DHA, which also thickens it. Mm -hmm. I'll throw in some ice. I'll use uh, some, you can use hemp milk, you can use cashew milk. I know that these, these milks are kind of inferior nutritionally to milk, but you know they create a better texture for a shake. Yes. And I'll use like a mac milk, macadamia milk, and what else? I might actually flavor it sometimes with green tea, or I might put some uh, uh, Flava Naturals in mm -hmm. there, which mm -hmm. is the, 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 the cocoa. Uh, the cocoa. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, just blend it up at high speed, and, you know, it comes Enjoy out that. like a uh, very thick texture. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You don't want it too watery. And you get all that extra protein. Yeah. And uh, well, there, there's not a lot of sugar in that. Now, if you want to sweeten it, you can. I don't have a big problem with stevia. Let's talk about stevia. Let's talk about stevia. Okay, first of all, let me just come back to the protein shake uh, dilemma for me to some degree. Yeah. It almost is for many people a sugar delivery system, whether it's sure. stevia, whether it's xylitol. I, yeah. I don't care what yeah. the sweet it's is. It's like ice cream. If, if it's like monk fruit. Yeah, yeah. So I prefer that the protein be a savory flavor, but they, those don't really go over well. There isn't a protein shake that's a chicken soup flavor that is palatable. There isn't a protein shake that is a tomato basil flavor or a pesto flavor right. that is palatable. Right. So here in therein lies the problem. Why does everything have to be a sweet? Why does everything have to be a chocolate or a vanilla or some other kind of sweet flavoring? Where is the sa the savory? Mm -hmm. And that is a problem, right? And you train, you sort of train your taste buds to crave yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I agree. Uh, I think um, uh, it's. I think to you kind of have to earn your shake. Absolutely, by doing exercise. I sure, think. sure, yeah. absolutely. But if you have a problem with sugar or you have some insulin resistance, stevia is still not your friend. Mm -hmm. It just isn't because anything that's tasting sweet to your taste buds. Will perpetuate still, sweet craving. Yeah, will perpetuate more mm -hmm. sweet craving. Mm -hmm. So that's really it. But Eva, thank you for this great question. And you know, there's a lot of different options out there. Find something, you know, palatable for you that's not going to be overly sweet. Good point. Which to pause because we want to allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you. So here goes. Listen up. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. 
Never counterfeit or expired. Always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They, of course, are what make intelligent medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now back to our questions. Layla, what's next? We have an email from Mary. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. Could you please talk about lichen sclerosis? What would be alternative therapies as well as conventional treatments? I appreciate your podcast very much. They're very informative. Thank you. It's a tough condition because, uh, you know, it can occur, uh, you know, it can occur vaginally. It can occur. I, I, did they say in the mouth? They wanted. The, so they don't say. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it could it be. It's. It's. Oh. It could be in the mouth. It could be. Yeah. 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 Vaginally, it could be. Uh, you know, and it could be on the surface of the skin. So it's a little hard to distinguish. I uh, think that um, it's it's a tough condition to treat. Uh, there's some suggestion that high doses of vitamin A and zinc are reparative. Uh, essential fatty acids may help, although it's not like eczema or psoriasis. Isn't it um, fed by gluten to some degree? Well, I, I would say, you know, really clean up your diet. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's always a wise mm-hmm. move when you have that kind of condition. Um, there is an association between that and candida or yeast. Mm. Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. a, a low sugar diet is going to be helpful for that. Um, yeah, we get a lot of questions about that. And uh, what may also be helpful is something called LDN, low-dose naltrexone. Oh, right. Which is an immune-modulating treatment. Yeah. That might be helpful. That could be helpful, too. Okay. But we, we just keep getting questions about it. I, you know, I don't think there's a, it's a challenging condition. How is it treated conventionally, uh, with, if at all? With steroids. With steroids, that would be the um, way, right? What would... If it's in the mouth, would an L-glutamine swish and swallow kind of thing, is that helpful or is that not? Is that more for canker sores, maybe, than a lichen sclerosis? So that might be that. That might be something. I think we have to sort of um, distinguish between lichen sclerosis versus lichen planus. Huh. Lichen planus is the thing that in the mouth. Mm. Um it's lichen um, sclerosis would be more yeah the skin, skin. yeah mm-hmm. okay and there's there's there used to be the belief that applying you know estrogen and or testosterone could be helpful especially for uh, lichen sclerosis of the you know vaginal area um, so wow. yeah I mean treatments for this uh, you know conventional treatments it's um, you know. could be very tough. And the vitamin A you mentioned, I imagine it would have to be a high dose. That would have to be supervised. Or if you do take a high dose of vitamin A, you only want to do this for a short period of time. Right? Because yep. too much vitamin yep. A over yep. a long period of time yep. can damage the liver. 
So uh, that this is why supervision, a consult, is always uh, warranted, mm -hmm. is always indicated in any such case of taking high doses of anything like that or to treat and, and, you a know, medical I, condition. As, as the offer stands, is if anyone out there, you know, maybe a health professional or mm -hmm. a person who's experienced the benefit of a treatment has some really good insight on that or can share some scientific articles with us, that's always welcome. Yes. Because you know, we'll, on a subsequent broadcast, we'll share that. Yeah. So we, we'd like to hear from uh, listeners. Yes. Yes. And by the way, the destination for questions is Dr. Hoffman often says questions at drhoffman.net. That's questions at drhoffman.net. I wonder, is this a painful condition on the skin? Yeah, vulvar yeah. itching, oh, anal boy. itching, pain during sex. Okay. Uh, you know, it's it, it can be really nasty. Okay. So treated with steroid injections uh, for pain relief, they'll use uh, actually antidepressant medications, which can have an impact on pain. Mm. Um, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Mary, thank you for that question. Tecrolimus, which is sometimes used for bad eczema, it's like an immune modulator on the surface of the skin. I'm very troubled by all the eczema we're seeing. I feel like we're seeing more and more eczema. We're reading more and more cases of eczema where there wasn't before, and I just wonder well, diet, what's going on. Well, chemical exposure, you know. Sure. Yeah. All of that, right? Good okay. time for another question, if we can fit that in. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is from Jerry. Hello, Dr. Hoffman. For many years, I've listened to you and enjoyed your radio program on the regular radio. You answered many questions for me without me asking them. Now my That's the idea. That's the idea. Precisely yes, the idea. Jerry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now my dear friend, who is 80 years old, has lung cancer for the second time mm -hmm. and is undergoing chemotherapy now as before. What foods, what vitamins, well, what should she do? This is, this is, I mean, just to illustrate, we're not going to answer the question, but just to illustrate, we can't answer that question. No. Because we don't know what type of treatment she's getting. Exactly. There are things that are compatible and there are things that are incompatible yes. with uh, chemo, radiation, immunotherapy. And we actually just did a podcast recently mm -hmm. uh, on the subject of uh, integrative oncology, where we talk about how... There are certain things that can get in the way, and there are certain things that are actually augment the benefits of, of chemo, but it depends on the chemo. And then there are certain things that generally you get a pass on. So generally you get a pass on things that support the immune system, like the mushrooms and things like that. Yeah. Um, like um, something we're now talking about, Metatrol. Uh, the uh, person that I interviewed, Dr. Mary Hardy, mm -hmm. is a big fan of Metatrol. And in fact, she mentioned, you know, I said, or I just asked her after the interview, I said, are you uh, a paid uh, brand representative for the company? Is, mm -hmm. is that like a gig for you? And she goes, no, I just really am enthusiastic about the product. I volunteered uh -huh. to come on your show to talk about it, which is, I think, the best endorsement because it means that they really yeah. think that that They're works. not paid to say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Interesting, huh? <gasps> okay. Wow. So, All right. but j just generically, if you say like something really common, like a, a potentially fatal disease, and you want us to s that look, that'd be like saying, "I'm going to call uh, the podcast from Memorial Sloan Kettering." Like, I have uh, stage four lung cancer. 
can you tell me what to what chemo to take? Right. You know, it's like I don't think they would answer that. No, of course not. It's got to be highly personalized. You, what, and everything. what can you do to cure me? Exactly. It's like, Thank you for the advice. I'll just go yeah. to the drugstore and you know order it up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. It's not going to happen. Jerry, best of luck to your friends, but it's got to nice be try. a personal approach. Yeah, nice try. I mean, nice for you to uh, ask on behalf of your friends. Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay, so that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, I want to thank our listeners for their great questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And, uh, you know, just a reminder that um, you can take advantage of everything that television medicine has to offer. You already are because you're listening to this podcast, obviously. Uh, you can... Uh, also, follow me on Facebook and Twitter for the latest health news and fully vetted product recommendations. We have them there. And subscribe mm -hmm. to the Intelligence Medicine newsletter if you haven't already because we've got uh, great articles coming out on a weekly basis. Uh, the yep. latest one I uh, want to uh, let you know about it is about the 18. I originally was going to write 10. Yes. I couldn't restrict myself. I just kept going no, and going and going. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I Good. said, this is going to fit into one newsletter. I'll have to do it in two parts. Yeah. 18. Uh, critical nutrition deficiencies that Americans suffer from at a high level, which kind of pushes back on the argument that, like, hey, if you just eat a healthy diet, you know, you don't need supplements. Not true at all. Not true it's at just, all. I mean, it's not enough. It's for true. sure not enough. Yeah. Because so many nutritional gaps for Americans. Yeah. That's all the time we have. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212 212- 779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.